sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. I'm back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, before we get into uh, what's beef, a uh, couple things. Did you get a chance to listen to the Rod Wave album? I listen to Rod Wave album, and I like it. Well, it's okay. It's not really... Uh, I mean, acquired taste. Yeah, I mean, Rod Wave is Rod Wave, and like, I actually, I'm a fan, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Me like I know that? some people. Um, I saw on social media think this is a classic album. Yeah. I saw another per- person post like a office meme where it was like Rod Wave album, and it had um, what you would call it with the awesome uh, dude. I'm not gonna say it's a classic album. It's a good album to me. I like Rod Wave. Um, I mean, it's not a classic album, okay. but I do like Rod Wave though. Did he he like the T Pain of this time or something. Yeah, I, that's what it. That's yeah, a, that's one of my beats with him. So, I, <laughs> so I said it's an acquired taste. As soon as you gave me that look, I like man Rodney don't like this shit. Like I could just. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was with Jay Z to death for Auto too. So. <laughs> But it, I mean, it, it works. I, I know, um, especially in this—I don't want to say new generation, but this this younger generation—they're they're big fans of Rod Wave. So yeah, that's yeah. He just he got some soulful vibes, man, and like uh, some trap house soulful vibes. That's what I call it. Trap house soulful. That's a, that's a new one. We need to copyright that. Yeah, yeah. Give me the trap house soulful vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, did you listen to Meg? Oh man, now you're gonna kill me. <laughs> okay, so I did see that she surpassed uh Drillmatic. Everybody surpassed Drillmatic, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so I, I should have gave her a listen. Um just I got caught up in these movies, man. So many movies came out, so that's what kind of messed me up too. And I was catching up from last week. Yeah, well so what what movies was you watching? So I did watch the new Predator movie. Okay, yeah, we watched that. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that was dope as hell. The visuals, like everything was dope about that movie. Um, I watched The Orphan 2. We haven't watched that. That's on our watch list for either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, like even though like it felt like this movie is like a couple years too late. Yeah. Yeah, but still really good though. It's really good. You should check that out. Then I watched the uh, movie with Jamie Foxx and Snoop. I know I'm a little bit late oh, on that one. Um day shift yeah day that, shift that was good yeah nice little it was way better than i expected it was way better than the last jamie fox i can't even think of the name of that movie that he did on netflix yeah oh the one where um i think he was fighting monsters again or some shit on that one yeah this this one was good and it's always you know not bad when you have uh megan good uh, right <laughs> so. yeah megan good definitely eye candy on there too her acting wasn't even that bad yeah. so shout out yeah. to Stu dog <laughs> uh, uh, big j what was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed that we just watched um black phone Oh, okay. So I started to watch Black Phone on Peacock. I was falling asleep on it yesterday. I started watching this uh, show called uh, This Fool that's on Hulu. Hilarious. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Check it out. It's fucking hilarious, man. You got to watch that. So I started watching... I know I'm late to the party. The neighborhood with uh, oh man, you super late to the party, yeah, so bro. I'm, I'm shoot, that shit's I, really I, good. I, I've been binge watching the hell out of it because you know, like each season got like 20 episodes. I'm on yeah. season four, so I'm just about oh yeah, yeah, there. Ready. So really good show, man. Like 
it's one of them shows that I just don't never want it to end. But I felt that same way about Soul Man with when uh, Cedric and Niecy Nash. Yeah. yeah, but this so, show is great. Yeah. Yeah, so we've kind of been doing the same thing because, like I said, we watched Black Phone, we watched Prey. Um, I thought Prey, if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. It's really, really good. Um, it's yeah. probably after the first Predator movie, it's probably my next next one. I don't know, man. I, Maybe I got recency bias. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, so I'm going to put this one as like my fourth best Predator movie. Okay. The second one with Danny Glover. I thought that one was pretty dope yeah. too. Um, it could have been better, but yeah, it's um, kind of older. Finally, so and I finally finished watching the the new Scream. I oh, had started yeah. watching it on the plane on our way to Vegas, and I never finished it. Oh yeah, so uh, what you so think? I liked it. I, it was way better than Scream Four. Yeah, it was way better than Scream Four, and the plot twist too was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. um, I figured out the plot twist. Um. Lauren was off, <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, so okay, I figured out the plot twist, but I didn't realize that the other person. Well, I don't want to give away the movie, but I didn't realize that the other person was part. Yeah, was so we plot. probably meant, we probably figured out the same plot twist, right? The the one that Dewey said, yeah, yeah. We we was on, yeah. We figured out, yeah. I was kind yeah. of. But yeah, that was who I was trying to figure out. Like, who's the second killer? Like, it got to be two. Yeah, it's always two. So, yeah. so that that kind of threw me off. Also, um, yeah, I've been yeah I've been watching my last few days of, of freedom. Yeah, see that that's what I was doing too. I'm like, okay, let me just watch all these movies. I still got a couple more movies to watch. Also, um, I can't think of this uh, the other movie that I want to watch. I want to say it's on. Um, I think it's on HBO Max. And it's a couple more shows that I got to watch. And then I'm going to tell you how slow I am riding. You're going to think this is hilarious. So every time I keep seeing these clips of LeBron James, the shop uninterrupted. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking I, I keep every time I see a clip, I'm like, let me go on HBO Max when the new it season comes on YouTube. Now. It's on freaking YouTube. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Rodney, for knowing, but never <laughs> telling me. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I had the same. Well, I found out when he did the Age of Wilson one, and I'm like, uh, why? Like I'm on HBO Max. I'm like, it's part of it's on my my list or whatever. And I'm like, why is it not showing up? And I'm same. And then I started Googling. I'm like, what the hell? Like, was did, was it an announcement I missed or something? <laughs> yeah, because I'm sitting here looking so stupid. So yesterday I watched uh, the first episode. And then I'm like, oh man, I don't. It was, was the late. first one, the one with Danny, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Jay, Jay uh, Blavin, and uh, trying to think who was on that first one. Uh, uh, Childish Gambino, yeah, and uh, Donald Glover, uh, yeah, Donald Glover. What's the lady from uh, Abbott Elementary? Yep, she was on there. And, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. And then it actually really had LeBron James on. There. I know sometimes he don't be on. Yeah, show. he was on that one. He was on the one with Asia Wilson, um, and Gunna, and um, Rick, Rick Ross. Yeah, this yeah the new season threw me for a loop, though. So I was like, the- yeah, I'm like, where the fuck is yeah, that? Like, what's going I on here? <laughs> now, I did discover it. HBO Max is, is winning in my book because he got the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. He's got a different world. 
hanging with Mr. Cooper, the Jamie Foxx show, the Wayne Brothers. Man, yeah, they they done went crazy and uh, scooped up everything. Yeah, so they even got Martin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Martin step by step. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> if you looking for all your shows, your old shows, I don't even watch the old Jamie Foxx episode. My favorite episode with him, uh, with Mark Curry on there, the driver. Oh yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was watching that one the other day. That's my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite episode of Jamie Foxx. But uh, oh, and, and it's a uh, Holly Robinson. Pete talked about the hanging with Mister Cooper. They might try to reboot it. They should. I thought hanging that, with Mister Cooper was hilarious. That in uh, Family Matters, there was talk of maybe a reboot of Family Matters. Uh, the mom, I can't think of her actual name, was Jackie something. She said she's willing to do it only if uh, what was the daughter that like disappeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Oh no! Well, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, if if she's allowed, if she comes um, back down from upstairs. <laughs> oh, well, that definitely ain't <laughs> happening. I gotta. I wonder how she looks and how how she yeah, doing. Because because uh, I know she had gotten to that industry and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And Laura is not. Mm-mm. She, <laughs> she did you. not. She did not a. She did not um, follow the Nia Long and. Uh, no, okay, so the thing even is Mac, like, even Maxine is uh Yeah. Yeah. No, what I was about to say was uh maybe she can like, you know I don't you know what? We support all figures and by all women are beautiful, everyone's beautiful, okay. I just wanna put that out there. Yeah, I mean Yeah. Yeah, she not giving Liz a vibe though, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. <laughs> so Rodney, we had discussed a new segment on the show. And usually we've been given uh, a few mics. Well, sorry, conies. Mm-hmm. We don't give mics around here, we give conies. So I had discussed with Rodney a couple weeks ago about introducing a new segment where since this young man is a master of lyrical content. He's uh, from the school of Rock oh, I, yeah. oh, I, forgot, I forgot all about this. Yeah. I should have ah. went to sleep last night. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to just uh, explain the segment in a nutshell here. I'm going to um, say out some lyrics. What Rodney has to do is he just basically has to give me how many conies he gives this. As a bonus, he can tell me who this individual is that is rhyming these lyrics and there you go that's it in a nutshell okay let's all right so we will begin can i get an error for for these lyrics like (laughs) well i'll tell you what i did take it kind of easy on you because this is the first time so i figured i'd just take it uh take it easy on rodney the first time i didn't want to stress him out because i know he probably had forgotten so that's fine Which, which i did all right so the first one all right. All right, the first one here. And we begin. So while you're imitating Al Capone, I'll be Nina Simone and defecating on your microphone. That sounds like a lyric. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> well, first of all, how many mic how many uh, conies would you give that so one? Say it again. So while you're imitating Al Capone, I'll be Nina Simone and defecating on your microphone. I give it four. 
That is dope. Are you interested in knowing who this artist is? It sounds like Nas wrote this, so I'm going to go Foxy Brown. No, it's Lauren Hill, Ready or Not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's okay, bro. Oh, you pulled that one out. Yeah, that, that sounds like... Yeah, I mean, I Ready figure. And, and yeah, now I hear it in my head. All right. The next one. Visualizing the realism. Visualizing the realism of life is an actuality. Who's the baddest? A person's status depends on their salary. Mm, three. All right. Do you um what song and who's the artist? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to try to guess this one. <laughs> okay, so is life's a bitch, Nas? That actually is AZ's verse. And that's when the song you first comes that, out. He picked that one out of... What, you, I mixed it up for you. What do you want me to all, do? I mean, because AZ killed, that, killed his verse on that song. That's just that's probably the one of the weakest lines from it. I, it's just random verses, bro. <laughs> just okay, all right. The next one. I'm killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise colored bins. I push miracle whips. Kanye West. That's from um the from first album, College Dropout. The the last song. That's right. That is correct. I will give you that. And yeah, that is so true. Yes. All right. Uh, and that shit is it's, it's a four point five. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely a four point five. Like I wish it's you would put that. It's actually might be a five because that's a classic line. Only a negative if it was in the the little outro thing. But that shit, that's one of the most memorable outros in hip hop history to me. Yes, last call that, is a classic. Song. Yeah, that's right up there with um, the J Cole. The the thank you from Forest Hill Drive. Yeah, one of my favorites. I love I love closeout songs on albums. I know that's probably weird, but I yeah, it's a it's a lost art now. Yeah, like the last great closeout song, in my opinion, it came off of a what's the gentleman that sings the box? Oh, um, damn. We'll get back to that. I'm gonna give you one I really really like uh-huh. the outro of um, the Carter Four. The one that, with Busta Rhymes and Nas and all that. That actually is dope. That's a good one. That is a good one. All right. I got two more for you, brother. All right. You ready? My mind starts to activate. Rhymes collaborate. Because when I heard the beat, I just had to make. That Eric B and Rakim? Ding, 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 ding. It sure is. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm going to get that one a five. That's, that's a classic line right there. Nice, nice. I get the same. That's that's dope. All right. And the last but not least. Okay. You can do all those push-ups to pump up your chest. I got a 12-gauge Mossberg to pump up your chest. That's 50. That is 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the song, but it's off the Get Richard Die Trying um, sound, um, album. Well, it's actually uh, it's a this feature. Is, it's Fifty Cent, but um, it's on the Obi Trice album. Yeah, All that one day. How many Coney oh, did you get that? The, that's the Obi Trice um, Cheers album. Yeah, sure is. Obi Trice wrote name no gimmicks. 
Funny fact, my, I don't know if my cousin is still dating Obi Trice, but <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> After the stuff, he just been on the news like going crazy lately. Yeah. Well, that was last year, this year. I'm uh, doing too much. Get out about uh, that's three point five four. Okay, all right. That's actually one of my favorite like collab songs too. Yeah, because it has Eminem on there, Lloyd Banks. Like, yeah, Tony Ayo, everybody's on that song. Um, speaking of fifty, mm-hmm. the game. Let's let's talk because this album itself were not what they expected. Um, I'm starting to wonder if he broke because two songs were removed. Uh, the NBA Young Boy song was removed, even though I'm not crying about its removal. But Thank Wax you. said they didn't want to pay Young Boy. Well. From what I heard, he was asking for three hundred thousand dollars for a feature, which I which guess, weak. which I guess is lower than his normal fee. Which I just got a question: Who's paying him <laughs> all that for a feature? Dude, I just heard Megan Thee Stallion just paid like a crazy amount of money to Future for a feature. When she just was doing an interview, she said that, and they yeah, paid I him know, straight I know, cash. I know Ludacris used to. Get charged a ridiculous amount, but yeah, when Ludo was hot, he wasn't another person that. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. Now I know the game is from the old school, so a lot of the songs did get taken away because he doesn't pay a lot for features. And plus, like you in California, like he's going by the whole "we're friends" vibe, and that's what a lot of a lot of artists do. Hey, we're friends, we're cool. You know, I do yeah, I cut want- a song. Uh-huh. You always wonder like who getting charged for features and who was just like on the strength of their name. Like I could see like an artist like Jay Z nah. calling up somebody and they doing it just off the strength of who it is. Right. Um, no, I mean, okay, so I got a good one for you. I know before you carry on, who do you think is the top five artist that can call anybody and get a free feature? Top five artists. You already said one. Five artists that can call anybody get a feature. Nas. Yeah, that's two. That's ob- it's so obvious. Nas can call Jesus and get a feature. Mm-hmm. Him and Jay Z. Um, Drake. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, of course. Wayne. I say Wayne. I say Wayne. Definitely Wayne. Yeah. Doctor Drake. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's iconic. That, they, that's five Snoop uh, Yeah I'm, I'm Yeah Snoop It's a couple art, more artists too I'll say Snoop I'll say Eminem Because All the artists that you, DJ Khaled All these artists That I just named And it's a few more also I just We just put out those few You get exposure So when you When you got an Eminem feature every, You're gonna pick up A whole new audience Dr. Dre You're gonna pick up a, a whole new audience DJ Khaled Like all these people That we just named Drake you're expanding your horizon. You're going international when you're dealing with those particular mm-hmm. artists. Jay-Z, Nas, yeah, like you just, you unlock some new shit. So if those guys call you, do that shit for free, please. That's I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. So Eminem also, the game. Oh, God. Actually, I also, every album released last week. I'm disappointed by that. I love Eminem, but I'm disappointed by that because it was a greatest hits album, bro. Yeah, I think that makes it even more surprising. It was, 
<laughs> material. Yeah, um, it was dated. I think it has like what two new songs. Yeah, that's true. So I don't. I don't. And I, I I love Eminem. Everybody know how I feel about Eminem and the game. I love both of them. Yeah, but I, I think it's embarrassing for the game. Well, it just goes. So I got a good one for you. So what we discussed on our last podcast, right, about the album. Now everybody is copying what we both said. Remember I said that the game's uh, diss. Everybody said diss. They said, oh, it was a diss towards Eminem. Now I'm seeing people recanting and saying, hey. This actually might have been even a homage to Eminem, like basically just like using him, you know, using his own lyricism against him, like it's paying homage, yeah, which I thought it was. Well, Hit Boy came out um, after people were saying that said that he did the beat um, as a homage to um, you know, right? I'm, I think the game posting whatever he did on like Haley's social media I don't I feel like it's a mixture I feel like it's paying homage but it's also him shitting on him a little bit I mean um, it is competition yeah I'm curious to see where it goes from here um I know Eminem has put out some new material, but he it's not like he's been recording uh, like a Nas. Yeah. Or um, and even like like we said, as far as feature like Nas has kind of reached back and has had like a, a Boogie, a YG, uh, Frivo. Yeah. On tracks, M kind of works with just the same people, Royce, Joyner Lucas. Yeah, but I did see him recently post a photo with him and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Yeah. So it makes me think that maybe Dr. Dre might be working on a new album, too. Well, he did say something recently about Detox finally, I don't know, coming out. Possibility. Um I don't know. It's just it's a weird time in music. Um, it's a beautiful time in, in a lot of ways. You do have, I think that Dre, Snoop, Nas, Jay Z. Even though he hasn't put out anything recently, but just when he's featured on something, it's showing that you can age in hip hop. Um, which I don't think we saw. But the like the the generation the previous generation the the rock hymns the uh Coogee raps uh the chuck d like i don't think they like they still do like the old school tours but they weren't putting out albums when they hit 40 they're like 30 so i i do sh- think that this is a positive showing that you can age you know in hip-hop right that is true um no i definitely agree with you on that rodney like i i'm the thing about this that i think really changed hip-hop this is just in my opinion i love that versus came along the pandemic kind of like helped oh, speaking of versus <laughs> i know he's gonna get <laughs> timbo and swiss uh 
suing. Yeah, they're suing Triller. Twenty six million. Yeah, Triller hasn't been. Which I kind I figured might happen. Hmm. Um. I'm kind of mad that they sold. I think they did a yeah, bad I'm, move I'm, by selling it so yeah, fast. Yeah, I'm. I'm mad too because I'm. I'm thinking how much could they have got if they held on a little bit longer maybe one of the streamer services yeah or at least i i think that they should have actually collab with um they should have got with uh jay-z I, i'm not gonna even mention diddy's name they should have got with jay-z or somebody I'm and tried to make it bigger a, been a sneaky um person they could have collabed with mm-hmm. has its own platform has its own production company LeBron. That would have been dope too. I I thought that would have been yeah. But at the same time it was like all about like venues and such. And yeah. and Triller does have like connections as far as like using venues. So that's why they were able to get yeah, big venues. And I think like you said, with like a Jay Z he had a connection for Live Nation, obviously. So Right. So they can get bigger venues and set up locations. Actually put it could have sold tickets. And stuff of that nature. I know Triller was trying to do it on a um, on a different scale. They wind up having um. They got Madison Square Garden. They wind up getting yeah, a couple other the, spots the, too. One of the most memorable, yeah. Battles. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best out of all of them. To Shout be honest, to kiss. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if they would have got Jay Z and would have worked with Jay Z and cut some type of deal, because I'm not sure how much Triller was playing them. Uh, Triller said that yeah, they have paid them. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with this lawsuit. Yeah, out of the, one of the good things that came out of the pandemic, though, was the um, whole versus battles. Man, and it actually shined light on a lot of artists that um, some would say is like, uh, may have been forgotten or may have, you know, didn't have uh, as much shine as yeah, they should they, have. Yeah, kind of, yeah, a lot of the artists have, have faded uh, from their, their glory days at first. Um, thinking Nelly, mm-hmm. a little Chris, even E40, I think, versus opened E40 to a whole new audience. Right, him and Too Short. A yeah. whole new generation. Yeah, um, a lot of good. And actually, you know what it actually did for me too, Rodney? Is it? It actually kind of opened my eyes to paying attention to actually what, who's the name on a lot of those, uh, on those uh, credits for songs? Because yeah. I didn't know that so many artists wrote so many different songs. Because we look at them at their stage name, and they're that's not their real name. So yeah, we see those names. Yeah, because like it's it's gotten to the point like where like I'm looking at the credits now, and I'm like, okay, who is um, <laughs> like I want to say, hip boy real name is like it started with a C. It's like Chauncey or something. Yeah, it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like okay. Yeah, keep sweat. Real name isn't keep sweat. Yeah. So like when you see those credits and you be looking like, wait a minute, he didn't write this. So his real name is actually something else. And yeah, it's just it's crazy that this man and, and so many different other uh, artists have wrote so many and different then, songs. Yeah, and then it makes you wonder like. How many rappers is actually writing the actual lyric? Cause like I looked at some rap albums and it's like five people down for right. a song. And I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah, like it's a whole collaborative effort. It kind of threw me for a loop too, because I thought that Cardi B actually wrote her songs and 
when you look at them, she really doesn't. Doesn't take away from her. No, yeah, her, like uh, I know, appeal. like yeah, I, I mentioned it before on the podcast. Like my boy Super came, then wrote a lot of stuff for Lotto and Lizzo, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's crazy to me. And uh, what's the other one? Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, and we're not taking nothing away from these artists because these artists have like a different type of uh, aura around them, and like they just have that it factor. So. Anybody can actually kind of write something dope for them, and they have to put it into their own words. Yeah. So, yeah, that, it makes sense. So, oh, I got one more thing to mention, Rodney, okay. before we dive, because I know we're about to dive into our, our topic of the week, because we haven't even even yeah. broke the ice on that. But um, another young artist was shot, uh, Quando Rondo. Uh, he's a young up and coming artist and he's actually signed to NBA young boy. Um, he was involved in the altercation that led to the death of King Von and he actually lost one of his friends in the shooting. Um, these young artists, men are living on the edge and we just want to take our time, uh, me and Rodney to express that, uh, life is precious. And I know a lot of young people live in the moment. Um, just take your time to realize that certain things you can avoid yeah get the i mean i don't it sounds crazy to say this but like get a mentor somebody um that's been in the game for a long time i know just listening to um and i know we both listen to Nas's the bridge podcast but it, it's been several stories that he's told about the younger him wilding and how he had to get the right people around him how he almost got dropped from columbia mm-hmm. uh, just because you know him and his crew was was wilding i know y'all come from you know difficult situations usually everybody can't come with you though it's not not everybody got your best interest at heart either so and that is so true and um just take your time to think about it and i know um you know, you're living in the moment. You're doing what you got to do. Um, fast money, sometimes it appears to be good, but in the end, it's just staying true to yourself and just staying out the way. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. Just remember, everybody got a time limit. You don't know how long you're going to be hot, so so be, be yeah. mindful of what you do with your money, too. That's true. I, I, I say this, too. Um, just like with 6ix9ine, he's doing all this stuff and making all these enemies. You, it's going to come a time where that money's going to falter and fade away and you're not going to have that whole crew around you and people don't forget. And when you get older, just like Ja Rule said, him and 50 Cent, they seen each other on the plane and Ja Rule said he ain't had no bodyguards. It just was him. Mm-hmm. Like he said 50 had like a, a couple people with him. It, it happens. Like you, it's going to come a time where you don't and 50 could have pulled a move on him but he didn't. It's gonna come a time when you that money falters and you're gonna be stuck. So just be mindful. Yeah. So speaking of Ja Rule and Fifty, <laughs> in light of the whole, uh, was it a tribute? Was it paying homage? Or is it an actual beef song? Uh, we thought it'd be good to just list out our top five all time um, hip hop beefs. It's a damn good segue there, yeah. sir. There you go. So. Um, It'd be interesting. Will Ja Rule and 50B in one of our top five? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to start. Uh, I'll do. Uh, yeah, I'll put them in order. 
Oh wow, he's putting them in order. Um, my beefs are so classic that I have no particular order because they okay. can all be. Yeah, so I'm going to this one. I'm gonna involve multiple uh, parties. Uh oh, this one for the females. Okay, number five, um, Nicki Minaj and the whole damn hip hop female industry. <laughs> See, <laughs> like the whole damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at one point, little little Kim, Remy Ma, yeah. Cardi. <laughs> oh man, so many other people too. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, it seems like when she was at her height, um, everyone was taking shots at, at Nikki. Um, just hell, the Remy Mom and Nikki Minaj beef alone um, has some memorable moments. Right. Uh, she had the song with Drake where she, what's it? No, it was Two Chain where she said. Uh, subliminally did not clear that ether, <laughs> right? Oh man! So uh, they both had their moments. Even Remy right now on the the DA premiere could be taking some subtle jobs at, at Nikki again. So yeah, I I don't know, man. I just think Remy needs just just to leave that alone, man, and focus on putting out a solid album. That's just my opinion, but yeah, I mean lyrically, she she killed the song, so I'm I'm eager to see um, what Remy does. Um, we talked about Nicki Minaj last and latest single on the last podcast. Yeah, she it's not where it's at. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> yeah, that it wasn't it wasn't hot at all. Yeah, it was straight boo boo. No, what I was gonna say was that um, I do want Remy to focus on like her her project, but who doesn't like tea and who doesn't like beef so, yeah, so. i kind of do want to see it so i it doesn't you know a car crash happening right in front of you so i do want to see that um i'll say this too um i agree with you on that beef too because Nicki minaj and uh remy they went they took really crazy subliminal uh, shots at each other um on remy's album with um with Fat Joe, yeah, yeah, they took she took some uh, subliminal shots at her, and then Nicki Minaj also taking subliminal shots on her own features, the one with uh, the one with uh, Yo Gotti, so, yeah, yeah, so many, <laughs> yeah, it was so many, but um, that that's a hell of a pick right there. Um, I got a really good one for you. I know this one might have been light to you, but I'm gonna go with the Drake and Meek Mill beef is yeah that's an honorable mention for me that's honorable mention the reason why i was i was gonna mention that this one actually spurs off of the Nicki minaj yeah which is yeah, yeah which is crazy because like good segue yeah <laughs> hell of a segue so this one spurred but it could have been one of the best diss songs of all time all time with uh zero two hundred and also with uh it was two remember drake hit him twice yeah yeah Drake hit him it's twice. It was a couple probably, of things. Probably top fifteen. Yeah, yeah. But that was one, that, and also that that also spurred a couple other beefs off of this particular beef. Also had the game going against Meek Mill. Also had Wack One Hundred still to this day mad at Meek Mill. All off of just this beef. Yeah, that Wack One Hundred need a hug. <laughs> I actually think WAC 100 might be detrimental for the game career, but that's a topic for a different day. 
you know what? I was thinking the same thing too. I was gonna say like, um, I don't think him as a manager um, might be good for the game because like once you get a certain age, like we just was talking about, it's time for you to. This is why this album's faltered. It's time for you to spread your wings and move in a whole different direction. But you're right. That's a whole other subject for another day. And we'll talk about that later. We're going to get back to the beefs. So um, Okay. So this this one, I'm, I'm going old school. Uh-huh. Well, not that old school. But for our younger listeners, um, research this beef. Um, I know one of the people in this beef mm-hmm. is a big television star now. But... This beef is all-time classic to me. I'm talking LL Cool J and Cannabis. Oh, nice. I thought you was going to get me with the LL and Kumo D, but mm-hmm. I'll take Cannabis too. Yeah, the Kumo D is the honorable mention. Yeah, <laughs> that was dope too. But I don't know. The Cannabis one seemed like it went on forever for a long time. Yeah. Um, somewhere in there, Cannabis and Imbadev started beefing too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Shoot, I think the cannabis beef spurred the LL Cool J uh, microphone tattoo, too. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, man, to take the microphone off your yeah. arm. Oh, that was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That so was sweet. That, that's a classic one. It gets overshadowed by a lot of other beef, but it's one of my all-time favorite. Both. Cannabis held his own in that beef. Uh, yeah, he did, but the thing was... After a while, like it's yeah. going against LL mm-hmm. too, so it kind of falter. Yeah, and I think during that beef, you you see once again, uh, LL lyrical um, dominance too. Yeah, and younger listener, go back if you don't appreciate LL, go back and listen to, <laughs> to, to some of those diss songs. He, he just a. Oh, just a natural battle yeah. rapper like his energy everything man even like on songs where he really was just talking to you know talking to shit it felt like he was battling somebody just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he just still was going crazy so even though i'm bad like mm-hmm. come on man like yeah that's ll for you yeah so that that's that happens. that's a that's a good one too i like that one um i'm gonna go with this one which is like it's old, but to this day, <laughs> this man still doesn't like this particular man. Um, I don't think the energy is is this is strong, but <laughs> it's gonna be Eminem versus Benzino. Oh um, yeah, the energy is not strong. Yeah, and shoot, that's back when him was just killing people. But recently, well, not recently, but up to last, well, beginning of this year. Um, yeah, it's recent. Yeah. yeah. Benzino got caught in an awkward position with a, with a transsexual, um, which led to like everybody talking shit. He also bashed Eminem. He bashed 50 Cent. Uh, his own daughter, he went against I, her. Yeah, I don't need your bag, because I got double <laughs> Yeah, Benzino went off on his own daughter. Um, and that's when 50 Cent said he'll put his daughter in uh, one of the shows. Cause oh he, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just Benzino being Benzino, um, he's really headstrong, and that's actually one of the classic beefs, man, of all time. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is hilarious. This record on Eminem behalf. Yeah. Um, my third one, I'm going to locks. 
uh-huh. versus Rough Riders. Oh, that's tough. Okay, okay. Uh, DMX, of course, you had... Hell, damn, the Lux was also beefing with Benny Siegel at one point during this beef. Yeah, they was beefing with a lot of people. Yeah, so... Yeah. You got some, you got some hell of some lyrical songs on shots fired. Hell, let me throw corrupt in there too, cause he yeah. went off on the whole East Coast there that time. Yeah, man, what? Yeah, yeah, you right about that. Oh, you know what? I didn't listen to uh, corrupt. Came out with a new album, and I didn't. I yeah, listened to one of the since singles. he was on marriage boot camp. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm gonna give you guys corrupt is one of my all time favorite gangster rappers, but yeah. ever since he was on marriage boot camp, kind of looking at him sideways. Yeah, I think that just that's that easy money man. Like, yeah, Nori. I mean, I mean, Nori was on it. Ice T, Coco, K Michelle. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a new move to just getting these little reality shows. It is. I mean, make a couple extra dollars. Um. All right, so for my next one for the beef, I thought that this one was a real interesting one. Um, I'm going to just go out there and put it out there. It was Jay-Z and Cameron. Okay. Um, the reason why, I, and I was going to put Jay-Z and Nas as like my number three or higher, but I thought that the Jay-Z that, that and Cameron Jay-Z, one. Jay-Z and Nas is my number two, by the way. No, Jay-Z, yeah, Jay-Z and Nas... Uh, yeah, that's well. That that'll be the next one. Yeah. I went with Jay Z and Cameron because I felt like this one was just made a lot of odd twists and turns, and it also damaged the relationship between Jay Z and Dame Dash. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably that took down the whole fucking like the whole Rockefeller Records like got shut down off of yeah. just that stupid move. Jay Z got the last laugh. <laughs> yeah, it led to Cameron being punched in the face. People forgot about that yeah. issue. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was the guy that did it was like another artist that was up and coming trying to impress Jay Z. Um, I think his name was like True Life or something, and he yeah, ended up uh, punching Jay, uh, uh, not Jay Z. I'm sorry, but uh, Cameron in the true, face. True, true Life was sweet. True Life in jail though. I want to say he in jail I, for a murder bid. I, maybe so. We gotta look that up. Yeah, True Life had a whole mixtape where he was dissing um, the Dipsass, which was hilarious. Still one of my all-time favorite <laughs> mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, that that beef was so crazy because I thought that uh, that Cameron crossed the line a bunch of times. Um, it was actually on the um, with, with one of my favorite songs. He had Lil Wayne on there, too. That was when Lil Wayne also chimed in on the beef, too, with, uh, and got into it with Jay-Z. That sparked that also. Yeah. He was featured on Touch It or Not. And then you had, um, hell, Jay-Z got up both Lil Wayne and um, Cameron on the, the back half of uh, Kingdom Come. First half of Kingdom Come is trash. The second half, um, he does give you Dig a Hole. Um, which is directed at Cameron. Oh, yeah. You was right about uh, True Life, too. I wind up looking it up. Um, and the thing was, uh, True Life was uh, was a rising star, and he was signed to, uh, to Jay-Z for a minute, too. So, yeah. He wound up getting eight years in prison. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, he wound up punching Cameron in the face, which also led to Cameron going on a hiatus for a minute, too. Uh, his Lambo was shot at. Like, all this crazy stuff happened. So, yeah, and Cameron went on a little bit of hiatus, which helped Jim Jones. It sparked Jim Jones, too. Jim, Jim Jones yeah, actually started, then, stepped up. Then you had the Jay-Z and Jim Jones beef. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what, what Brooklyn, the Brooklyn song, yeah, I, I, off the ball and beat and shit. Jim Jones was also beefing with um Nas. Nah, Nas nah, took some subliminal shots at um Jim Jones, put a bear on a cop of mouth. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I the only reason why I didn't um do Jay Z and Nas because the other two, you know what? I will do Jay Z and Nas. <laughs> I'll do Jay Z and Nas at number two. Because I, it's, it's I feel not, like we shouldn't involve just the Tupac and Biggie. That's why I was gonna put Tupac and Biggie in there. Yeah, I was too. Um, I think the <laughs> the the Jay Z and I like I feel like they're two iconic beefs in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, one of being Pac and Biggie, right East versus West, and everything that was going on. Beneath that beef too between Shig and I and, and Diddy and their their different crews, right? And then the the whole Jay Z and Nas, you had to pick a side, right? And that's why I said that. I mean that that beef led to their their death, and everybody knows that that's that's the like that's the creme de la creme of uh yeah, the beef. beefs. So that's why I, I tried not to. I wasn't going to mention that one. And then I wasn't going to mention uh, the Jay-Z and Nas Cause, one. Because they're so classic. Because they're so classic. It's just like, that's just yeah, the cliche. And then one of the things I remember about the Jay-Z and Nas beef, if they didn't, at a certain point, they were scared it was going to reach that whole um, Tupac Biggie beef. Right. And it's so, and you got like two iconic guys. And the thing about that, about those two, remember Biggie and Pac died when they both were young. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, with Tupac being around way before Biggie, you know, and, and with him doing things when he was younger, and you know, he he had more, you know, movies and and more songs and such. But yeah, Tupac was young, both yeah, of them were twenty five, twenty four, yeah. So yeah, you got to remember Jay Z and Nas, which makes their beef a little bit more crazy, is they both had so many years in the industry. And they have so many, they touch so many different and they people. Have, they have so many different connections. Like Scarface just talked about having them both featured on the fix at the height of their beef. And right. And that's what I was saying. Like they touched so many different people and they were around the industry. Matter of fact, they were around Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. T- yeah. Shoot, Tupac had a song. Yes. Yeah. And um, Nas, Nas and Jay-Z. Jay-Z and the famous meetup after the MTV Awards and and Brian Park between us and and Tupac. Yeah, so you got to remember that these two guys, high high iconic that Nas and Jay Z are, and they actually had years in the game, and and had so many albums, and then was gonna throw it all away. You know, it could have reached to different heights. So. Yeah, and shoot, I I think the story goes after. Uh, the takeover came on like Nas didn't re- really want to respond because his his mom was sick with cancer, mm-hmm. um, and his brother pulled up on him like, "No, you gotta go in the studio." I wish I could hear the first version of Ether because they say he went so hard that they yeah they had to take some of that shit and 
and I think it's a full circle moment too in hip hop because they started out as friends at one point. Um, and then you have the whole Cameron Brian, uh, baby mama, um, Mm-hmm. Sleeping with Jay Z, you have Jay Z feeling slighted by Nas, uh, by the for, for him not coming to a recording section for reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and shoot, people people don't realize this. Nas was in the has been in the game longer than Jay Z, but Jay Z is older. Exactly, and that's what makes it kind of like a crazy iconic moment because of the whole age differential the whole because you would you would believe i didn't realize how old jay-z was <laughs> and that's what and i think and that like, was one of the lyrics oh, of ether yeah <laughs> which is crazy it's 36 you tabo <laughs> yeah call him a tabo but you know what's crazy though jay-z it feel like jay-z set the whole playing field for a lot of the new york rappers too and changed a lot of their minds because jay-z always was business-minded and that actually led to Nas being business minded and a couple other artists too. Yeah, and I, and I think that's them. what also makes their beef iconic is because now they're friends. Right. Right. And you don't see that sometimes. Like these beef lingers, mm-hmm. they're still hurt feelings. But for them to be friends, at, at one point when they both were married, they would go out on double dates and. Right. I always say this too, Rodney. It takes one one man's growth can be a growth for both men because some guys, they just can hold grudges forever and both of those men don't grow. And they could have still, to this day, just keep talking shit about each other, downing each other, dragging each other through the mud. But I believe that Jay-Z's growth and Nas's growth also, but Jay, more of Jay-Z's first uh, because he's in this whole Zen type of thing and you know, I don't. I don't know. He's he's on the next level of thought process, and I think that just brought Nas along and some of the other people too. So yeah. So because I think what a, part of that makes it iconic because it shows to other rappers. Yes, you can have beef, but leave it on wax. Exactly. And it sh- it shows how big hip hop is. Because I hell, I remember when. I'm reading a thing and they say Nas and Jay Nas came on at the I Declare War concert. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Jay Z, I love him to death, but I was clearly in the Nas camp on the whole beef. Right, right. You ain't lying about that. So, <laughs> uh, Tupac and Biggie heightened. But it was just, it was a great time to be a fan of hip hop, but it was also scary. Yeah, it was definitely a scary time. Um, and even even I I would say that was more of a scary time than Suge Knight's uh, Reign of Terror on hip hop. Yeah, I would say that was an even more scary time because it was actually other guys that didn't get two shits about. I I think uh, Suge Knight just ruled Los Angeles. Yeah, no, was. But this West Coast, East Coast, West Coast beef, it just led to other artists not being able to go, you know, to New and York and yeah. New York artists not being able to go to L.A. It just. I'm even thinking about like Dr. Dre when he collabed with 
Nas and then Jay-Z. He got a lot of backlash for working with, you know, these East Coast artists. Right, for doing The Firm and, yeah, you're right about that. Um, Ice Cube, um, go back and listen to his episode of The Bridge. Um, he talked about on The Bridge, you know, going to New York and hell, him basically being scared because of the West Coast, East Coast beef at the time. Right. And you had to definitely look over your shoulder because, like, people are going to tap you on that motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. we, they, especially they don't think people looking for an opportunity to, for it to come up anyway. And knowing shoot. that they can get an iconic artist, mm-hmm. there you go. And shoot, Cube, he, he has some iconic beef, him and yeah. NWA. Yeah, man. That's one of the, man, that's a classic beef. Sparks no some of classic material. Yeah. Top five, um, <laughs> this records, top three in my book. Yeah, definitely. Um, some other ones we Ludacris and DJ, uh, not DJ Clue. Uh, what's my man from Houston? Um, I go Ludacris and Ti also. Ludacris and Ti, yeah. Ti little flip, little flip. That's the one I'm thinking of. He got a he got a beef with Ludacris too at one point. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna also go with um. I'm going to go with uh, Luke against N.W.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy, too. Um, or you could say Death Row because he was beef with N.W.A. Um, then they moved over to Death Row. Boogie Down Productions versus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, too. Um, Insane Clown Posse versus Eminem. Eminem got a couple, uh, a few. Um, Bishop versus Eminem. Yeah, he got he got a he got a few him against everybody, and that was pop back then. Eminem and Will Smith. Yeah, (laughs) Eminem and Nick Cannon. (laughs) Yeah, oh man, just so many. Eminem and Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he got a lot of them, man. But that just goes to show you that Um, he just didn't really give a fuck. Notice we didn't mention. The the fifty cents Ja Rule one was so one sided to me. Yeah. I think the better fifty cents beef is well first you have fifty cents and um he was getting disciplinary after he did how to rob an industry. Yeah. Uh, by Jay Z. I'ma buy a dollar with that for fifty cents. Um uh, watch how quickly I drop fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but fifty cents and the game. That uh, to me, that's one of my funniest hip hop beefs. The fact that the game did three hundred bars and running, and then he did the whole um, DVD stop. What was it? Stop line, stop snitching, or stop yeah. snitching, stop line. Yeah, <laughs> where he went on a hunt for fifty and came up with the GU not T shirts. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> that was crazy right there. Did a whole promotion on that too. Yeah, I just think he did that for too long, man. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't feel bad for the game, man. I just thought that he could have been so much bigger than what he was, man, or what he is right now. Yeah, I, I think the, I think that's a disappointment because the the platform was set for him. Production from Dre, you co-signed by not only Dre Snoop mm-hmm. on the West Coast, you got Nas on the East Coast vouching for you. Nas was one of the first East Coast artists to work with you, right. And he and actually he was bringing like he was bringing artists together too. Um, 
him and Nipsey Hussle had a good rapport, and he had yeah. a good rapport with other people too. He could have changed West Coast hip hop in so many ways, but instead, being under bad management, that's what I that's what yeah, I was talking about with Wack One Hundred. He say I'm uh, the West Coast villain. Yeah, but he could have changed that. He mm. could have changed the whole trajectory of West Coast hip hop and, and the way that the gangbangers roll. But instead, with Wack One Hundred as his manager, giving him shitty advice. He carried on beefs. He trying to create new beefs, doing all this dumb shit. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's he should be a movie star right now. I'm, I'm hoping like the the Eminem thing was more of a homage and not a beef because I mean at 42 you shouldn't be creating new beefs. You should be trying to to bridge the gaps and bridge divides and exactly. You got kids and everything. My whole thing is. I envision the game being exactly where 50 cents is or being even bigger. Like the game, he was doing movies at one point. The game, like he's supposed to be directing some TV shows, doing some movies. Like he's supposed to be bigger than way bigger than what he was. He's yeah, supposed to be and like, I, and I think cause he took some unnecessary shots at like Dr. Dre on the whole drink champs interview. Yeah. Unnecessary. Like what's the purpose? And this is that's what I'm saying. Like, it, he should be able to walk into any room and get like mad respect because that's how how good of an artist he is. But when you keep doing shit like you just did on yeah, this last album, yeah, and I think that's the disappointment in this last album. He showcased you want you want drill music. I can rap to drill music. You you want me to sound like Eminem? I can sound like Eminem. You want me to sound like Bone Thugs? I can rap like Bone Thugs. You want me to rap, rap like Prodigy and Nas? Mm-hmm. I can do that. Kendrick, all of yeah. them. He can do all of them. The only thing that was missing from this album, because a lot of people consider it a classic. I think it. I don't. I I took away the classic status. I think this is an amazing album. Don't get me wrong. The game I took of away friends. The, <laughs> yeah, I took away the classic status because. I noticed myself after I listened to it, like straight. You ain't go back to it. I never went back to it, and I don't need to go I, back to I it. I went back to it the other day only because when I went to the barbershop, they were playing the uh, Black Sim Shady song. Yeah. They played a few other cuts. So, like, And I actually went back just to listen to it, just for somebody else to hear the Black Sim Shady song. Mm-hmm. And then. The song, one of the songs with him and Kanye, because of Kanye verse. Right. I just it was a it was some nice cuts on there, but they're unforgettable. They're they're forgettable. It's just yeah, like the to, rest of the album. To me, like yeah, the documentary and the Doctor's Advocate are the two game albums that I that I go back to. Right, because you could tell, like, you can sense the hunger. He was telling stories. Even on even when he was talking shit on wouldn't get far and he was dissing um those ladies in the industry. He's telling stories. He's telling stories about you know about them. Like, Everybody want to be for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's telling stories. This album, I, I don't think he, he told a story at all. Like he didn't paint me a picture at all. Even when he tried to paint a picture in the black slim uh, slim shady uh homage, the picture was confusing. It still was like a confusing picture. And like I just didn't get the story aspect. Yeah, of it. And, I, and I was trying to. I was reaching. And people as a fan, like always say, what well, like what makes somebody like a goat? It's their, it's their ability to tell, paint a picture. 
Right. Nas, Jay-Z, even though I hate the way Drake puts albums together, he can paint a picture when he wants to. Yeah, he can paint a picture. You tell Drake anything, he gonna spill all the tea. Yeah, so (laughs) J. Cole, hell, even Meg the Stallion can paint, I don't know if she's writing it herself, but she can paint a damn picture. Yeah, Kanye West can too. Man, when he tells you a story about like his mom and he's rapping about his mom, roses, all them, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, some even when he was telling you, we just mentioned last call in this uh, episode. Yeah, he paint a he like, paint you, a fucking picture. You, you couldn't envision him leaving through Chicago, the wire, packing up and putting yeah. it in the U-Haul, man, and getting to New York. Yeah. <laughs> like man, even when he, man, every, all those songs that these guys that these artists do, him rapping they paint in, front of, in front of Jay Z for the first time and. Yeah, like if you can't paint me a fucking picture and you can't turn the party out and got like some decent party music, you can't stand the test of time. Oh, and can we end I'm just on being this? honest? Looks like Ludic- we're gonna get a Ludacris album this year. <sighs> can we do the cheer thing? I, I like that. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it looks like we're gonna get a Ludacris album this year. Uh, Finally. About freaking time. We need that. Yeah, he so posted bad. on his. um. Instagram, yeah. he's on tour somewhere, and he said um, the only thing that's missing is the album. And he said he's been inspired um, since he's been working on Fast. The what, what? What is this? Fast Ten, Fast Fifteen? I don't know. It's so many of them now. <laughs> Fast Fifteen. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. But I'm excited about that. That put a smile on my face. I'm I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Yeah. So. Um, Catch the bonus episode Wednesday. And coming up uh, next week, we got a, a, a bonus for y'all. We, we're we both in a fantasy football league, and we're we going to do the, the draft live on Instagram, and we're going to record it. So stay, stay tuned. tuned for that. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.